Hello and welcome to Positive Vibes from the Valley. I'm your host, Ryan, and I work for the Northwestern Prevention Collaborative as Community Liaison and Training Coordinator. This podcast focuses on SAMHSA's eight dimensions of wellness, emotional, spiritual, intellectual, physical, environmental, financial, occupational, and social. Today, we are actually at our season finale, believe it or not. And we're going to be talking a little bit about social wellness. And in order to kind of bring that home for all of us, um, we invited Miss Dolores Oates on our show today. Dolores, thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. So, Dolores, you serve on the Board of Supervisors for Warren County. Would you mind to tell us a little bit more uh, about yourself, maybe any notable accomplishments? experiences, all all that good stuff. Well, my most notable accomplishment is that I'm the mother of three sons. And so, and I also am the dog mom of three rescues. So um, those are my notable accomplishments. But other than that, I'm on the Warren County Board of Supervisors. And um, I, I serve the community in a multitude of ways in the past. Um, I've actually been um, the uh, the head of a group called Young Lives. Um, I co-led that with um, Misty Bordner and we were mentors to teen moms in the community. Um, yeah, so we ran that organization for a couple of years. Um, I've supported the community in a number of ways in, um, in athletic organizations and civic organizations. Um, and right now, my real focus for on the Warren County Board of Supervisors is uh, I am the co-chairman of the Front Royal Warren County Drug Prevention Committee. Wow. First of all, you do a lot of great work within the community and it sounds like you never have time to get bored. That's for sure. <laughs> well, I like being busy. No, absolutely. Um, it's good for the soul for sure. It is. Well, so we're talking a little bit about social wellness today and I'm going to give you the textbook definition, Dolores, and then we're going to kind of dive into that a little bit. So SAMHSA defines social wellness as basically involving healthy relationships with friends, family, and the community, and having an interest in and the concern for the needs of others and humankind, which is a uh, big definition there, right? Um, how would you define social wellness, maybe specifically at the community level? So I believe at the community level and, and one of my responsibilities as a leader in the community is to create an environment where others can attain their greatest potential. And that's my idea of social wellness. I think that if you find your purpose in this life, that you're never going to be bored. You're never going to feel like it's work. You're always going to be excited to get out of bed in the morning. And so that's what I see as social wellness in our community is, is a assisting others to find that sense of purpose in their lives. I like that better than the textbook definition, just so you know. Um, <laughs> well, that's Dolores' definition. <laughs> <laughs> so, and thinking maybe along the lines of the youth specifically, and I know you just touched on this, but why do you think it's so important to foster that within the community? And again, thinking of our youth and getting them on, on track. 
Well, young people are our future. You know, they're the future leaders. They're the future, um, you know, volunteers. They're they're just the future of our whole community. And you know, we I have a vision uh, for Warren County that we can have a place where people work, live, and play. And um, so I want you know Warren County to be a welcoming community and. Our young people need to feel like they're going to be an instrumental part of that. So, you know, as leaders, we need to encourage them to be involved. Um, in fact, I'm, I hope now post COVID, I'm hoping to work with the Warren County school system to get a program started that will help young people come in and maybe mirror or shadow government officials and leaders. So they're not afraid of their government and they feel like they can become an instrumental part of it in the future. So that's one of the ideas there, but there's so many to get young people involved. Well, and, I, and I'm glad you said that because I think that is really truly important about, about involvement. And we talk a lot about, especially here uh, at the MPC about community and how important it is for all of us, you know, to come together and feel like we, we have a hand and, and a thought and, a, and that our voice matters. And when we're talking about this, how do you think we go about fostering this within the community? So not only um, with the youth, but but also, you know, all of the residents. How do you think we best foster and encourage um, social wellness on the community level? Well, you know, as a as a government from the government perspective, um, we need to encourage those organizations that do that kind of work in the community. Um, we need to help leaders be involved. We need to communicate with them on a regular basis. We need to demonstrate that, you know, things are happening. And then the most important thing, Ryan, I believe is we need to reach out. People don't always come to us and the little events we're having. So how do we go to them? And that has been an idea that I've been trying to, but of course COVID prevented it, but it's been an idea that I have wanted to implement is maybe to reach out um, as a government, do community events and go to neighborhoods, you know, and set up in the cul-de-sacs <laughs> and invite people to come talk to us instead of always expecting people to come to an event or come to something that we're hosting. Um, so outreach, I think, is very important in fostering that kind of community wellness. Again, that's a, that's a fantastic point. And we talk a lot, too, about meeting people where they are and, and again, creating that within the community and, and getting people, again, involved. And, you know, you're exactly right. And I really like what you said a moment ago about reducing that fear and that, you know, trepidation about stepping out. And as you know, you noted with this pandemic, I get the feeling that there's a, uh, a fear in general with regards to, you know, we've been, we've been inside, we've, we've kind of been in our own little boxes now for, for a pretty good while. So I've definitely feel there's a trepidation to step out and, you know, get involved in our community just in general. So I think by creating those events, meeting people where they are, whether it's virtually or in the cul-de-sacs, which I love, um, you know, really meeting these guys where, where they're at. Um, so, and I guess my next question for you would be, so when we're thinking of ways that the youth could get involved within the community, what would that look like? Do you think, you know, when we're talking maybe volunteer work or maybe even employment, you know, with their local government, maybe at school, what are your thoughts there? 
Well, I think that we have lots of events and things in our community. It's interesting that you asked that question because I met with a, a doctor yesterday who's trying to promote um, a, uh, a walking track from here or bike riding path from here to Broadway. And one of the things we talked about was going out into nature and having children experience more in nature and walking paths and being outdoors. And we have this beautiful community. We have hiking trails and we have, you know, the river and we have all these things. And so just, I think, creating activities around the beautiful resources and nature that we have in the community would be uh, a, a first step to getting kids involved. And then we let them find, I, so I believe we have to help young people find their passions and their purpose. And you know, we're all gifted in some way or another. So as gifted people, if we can help young people find those passions for themselves, I think they'll find their way just fine. Absolutely. And, and we talk again a lot here about how, you know, we we try to work hand in hand with our youth and not just necessarily direct them and tell them, we let them tell us a lot of the time and, and create that reciprocal relationship with one another. So I think that's a, a fantastic point that you bring up there. And, and I know we're talking a lot about the, the youth. So what about other members of the community? And I think, again, we, we talk about people maybe feeling ostracized and maybe feeling like they, they want to do something they they want to do more. What does that look like? How, how would you encourage others to get more involved with their community to foster that social wellness again at the community level? Well, it's all about, I think, one on one invitations. <laughs> I'm about looking somebody in the eye and saying, hey, I need your help or hey, you know, you would be really good at this. And so, again, people don't always come to you. You have to reach the, to them. One of the things I learned campaigning, I went door to door and knocked on doors in, in all of my district and so much of it. And it was a lot about just finding out where people were and what their interests were and what their concerns were, and then inviting them to participate. And so it, that is really important, I think, is just having conversations, being out there, inviting others to help you in whatever you're doing. Um, and then they learn. They learn what is important to them and where they might want to plug in at another time. So again, you know, every one of us, and I tell people this, we're all ambassadors to Front Royal and Warren County. So we need to act like that. We need to invite people, to welcome them, to say, hey, how are you? You know, what do you do in your spare time? And the conversation will take you the direction you need to go. Absolutely. And, and also just to comment again, I think that one-on-one -on -one really helps with, you know, again, we mentioned the trepidation that the youth feel, but I think the adults feel it too. You know, it's not just, it's not just the youth who are, who are faced with this situation where, you know, school and everything that they've kind of known changed drastically. Everything changed really drastically for all of us. So now I think having that one-on-one -on -one conversation, reaching out and saying, hey, come with me. Let's let's learn. Let's join. Let's take this step together really goes a long way. So great point on that, Dolores. I really appreciate you saying that. Thank um, you. Now, I got to put you on the spot a little bit here. So okay. 
one of the things we talk about a lot here also is about balance, right? So we're looking at the, the eight dimensions of wellness and you already mentioned one of the things to foster social wellness within the community, you know, talking about nature and environmental wellness, of course, is, is one of our dimensions. Um, and we talk about that important balance between all the dimensions. And then we look kind of with a fine, uh, fine microscope at the subdivisions within that dimension. Okay. And how we can keep those balanced. So Dolores, you're very busy. You, you have a lot of things going on. How do you find time and how do you balance your own social wellness? How do you make that happen? Well, it's a combination, like you mentioned, it, it's spiritual. Um, so I, you know, I pray, I read um, every morning. So, and then, you know, activity. I really think exercise is a way to get out some of the stresses. So, um, you know, walking, doing something that keeps me moving. Um, is certainly helpful in, in the balance. But, you know, I find a sense of balance just by serving. Um, it, it gives me a great sense of satisfaction uh, when I go to bed at night to know that I've accomplished, you know, a helpful, I've done something helpful throughout the day. Somebody's life might be changed for the better for that. Um, so that's kind of the way that I balance. And, you know, and I lean on my family a lot. I have a very strong family unit. So I lean into them, my sons, my husband, um, my son's girlfriends and wives. And so that's a family is very important to me. Um, so I balance in that way. That's another great point. You know, Dolores, I think something that we, we should definitely talk about with regards to social wellness is the importance of that, that social system, a good support system. And it sounds like, you know, between three sons, three dogs, wow, <laughs> girlfriend. <laughs> it sounds like an extensive support system, but it definitely sounds like a good support system. And do you have any recommendations for people who are maybe trying to find that support system? Because not everyone maybe has that um, maybe family support system. Do you have any recommendations for how people can foster and generate a support system or maybe resources they can look to to create their own social system? Well, there is a wealth of resources in our community. There are, are you know, um, faith-based organizations. There are civic organizations and all of those any one of those is willing, I think, to be a support system for someone who is without it. I know that it's important to have somebody to lean on. I'm a big fan of mentorship. Uh, you know, if you've got somebody that you can reach out to and say, I am having a bad day or I'm in the <laughs> I'm about to make a bad choice. I know that has happened to me. So I have somebody in my life that, you know, I can pick up the phone and say to her, I'm, I'm going to make a bad choice. And she'll say, let's get you off the ledge. <laughs> and so we move on from that. But it's really important for somebody, if you can find a mentor or somebody who's willing to be that person to you, um, I it, it has helped immensely in my own life. And uh, I think a lot of the civic organizations will offer that sort of mentorship. And I know the faith-based organizations do. Great point. I know a lot of people, again, talk about resources and they can be kind of then that generic, like, hey, there's resources here. But yeah. where? And I think you do a nice job of highlighting, you know, between our faith base, between our civic, uh, you know, there are 
opportunities out there, um, especially for our youth to, again, get involved and get that mentorship early so they can learn that that leadership. Um, do you have any so final kind of tips and generalized thoughts and, and tips that you would like to give um, any of our listeners out there? And I'll, I'll kind of challenge you here again on thinking of, you know, our, our younger listeners. So final and general tips for those guys. And then we'll move more into, you know, overall uh, just general members of the community. I think it's really important to um, to to reach out if you feel like you're alone. I know isolation was a big deal during COVID and um, and having a strong family unit helped our family work through it. And But I know a lot of people felt very isolated. So if you know somebody who, and you have a strong family unit like myself, reach out to somebody that you know who doesn't and say, hey there, I just want to check in on you. Everybody appreciates being checked in on. I can just tell you that. We all appreciate somebody who's saying, haven't seen you for a while, wanted to see how you were doing. You know, and, and the conversation can evolve from that. So that's really important. Um, young people especially, you know, it's it ask them what's going on in your life. I'm gonna tell you they're gonna say nothing, but keep probing, keep asking because eventually they may open up and tell you what's really going on. Um, as for young people, go help somebody else. Nothing makes you feel better about your life than giving to a to someone else, either you know, helping or guiding or supporting. Um, get involved, volunteer. I think that's really important for all young people to to start a very young age. Train your kids to to give to help because the more you give, the more you get. Absolutely. And, and you really did a nice job again, highlighting, you know, we talk about the difference between listening and hearing, right? So, Hey, what's going on? Yeah, nothing. Okay. Hey, I heard you, but listening is okay. Well, tell me more. What do you, so you mean absolutely nothing is going on. So you're sitting in a, in a dark room staring, staring at the wall, right? No. So, so what is going on? Tell us about your day. Where? So you're going out with friends. Hey, who, where, where are you headed to? Just taking that, that extra interest involvement. And really we, we think of that, I think in a parental kind of sense, but even in the community, you know, just asking and, and being cordial with one another, you know, really goes a long way. And, I agree, Ryan. When I so my kids hate to go to the grocery store with me. They used to hate to <laughs> when they were younger because I acknowledge people. I like to meet people and talk to them and say, "Hey, I noticed this," or "Hey, I noticed that," or and they would say, "Do you know that person?" I'll say, "No." <laughs> <laughs> I'm exchanging recipes in the grocery store with people, right? And my kids are like, oh my gosh. But anyway, but that's important, you know, just just making eye contact. I always thank my checker, my bagger, you know, hey, I appreciate what you did today. Hey, how's it going? You know, I bet you'll be glad when you get off here. What are you going to do? You know, those kinds of conversations, instead of looking down, never making eye contact with people, you know, and I am a very social person. So that just comes naturally to me, but I think other people have to work at it. Absolutely. And, and you know, the great thing about that is, 
you, in, in those conversations, you're talking maybe a minute or two out of your day, totally free, right? Doesn't, doesn't cost a thing. Uh, you know, that, that old adage about it, it costs nothing at all to be, to be a good person. And, you know, something that we've mentioned before is this thought that who knows, you know, that innocent conversation of you complimenting the cashier's shirt may mean a lot more than you know. Who exactly. knows what that cashier's going through? And really, I think those good conversations where we reach out is how we create that sense of unity and belonging to our community. I agree. You know, we're glad you're here. That's, I mean, I've, I say that to lots of people when they come into our meetings. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you came. You know, you may disagree with me, but I'm glad you came to tell me that. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Dolores, are there any kind of, as we're kind of wrapping up here, are there any last thoughts, any last things that you'd like to share with any of our listeners today? Well, I am just, I think Warren County is a wonderful place to live, to work, to be involved. I'm very proud of Front Royal. Um, I want people to feel that same pride in their community. And, you know, we all make a difference one way or another. And so make a positive difference. Do something. Check in on somebody. Say hello. You know, start a conversation with your neighbor. <laughs> that kind of thing, I think, is important for social wellness. I love that. We we all make a difference one way or the other and make sure it's a positive one. That's very powerful, yeah. very strong. Well, thank you so much for coming on to our big season finale. Thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in and enjoying the season. So you'll have to stay tuned for our next season. We'll have a more in-depth look into some of our uh, different dimensions. We'll have some fresh perspectives. Um, I would encourage everyone to go check out our Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube channel. You can also hear our other podcasts, basically on all the major streaming platforms. So wherever you listen to your podcast, you can uh, definitely check us out. And then, of course, make sure you uh, you go check out Dolores at those uh, those supervisor meetings, right? Yeah, we welcome in public input. So there's always public input at the beginning of the meetings. Awesome. Well, hey, thanks again so much, Dolores, for joining me today. Really appreciate your thoughts and your input. And again, thanks to all of our listeners. Take care. Thanks, Ryan. <laughs>